Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round the Rock podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Thurl Bailey, Daryl Griffith, Joey Devine, Truck Robinson, Andre Kirilenko, Sean Keen, Tyrone Corbin, Blue Edwards, musical guest Cher, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and we are here with our final, final, final season preview, the Northwest Division. Jimmy Butler was not traded, so we had to record it anyway. Sean Keane, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited about that Jimmy Butler era in the Twin Cities, baby. He's never leaving. I think they're going to keep him forever. Hell yeah, man. So sick. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Look, when you got you got an alpha dog, you got to put him on a chain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hunt. You don't let him run around the neighborhood. You don't you let him, lock him down. You don't let him pee in the faces of all other dogs. Imagine, imagine if there's a there's a lady dog in heat. Maybe it likes, maybe it's got a fella. It don't matter to an alpha dog like Jimmy <sighs> B. Roof, roof. You know what alpha dogs don't like? What's that? Fucking Fortnite, baby. No, no, alpha dogs go to bed early, baby. They gotta wake up and hunt. Uh, Get off the porch if you're playing Fortnite. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get this going. The season starts today. That's true. We we our our predictions will not be convincing if we go a day later because you know, what if what if there's just a 
I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just imagining like what if the Thunder beat the Warriors by 30 and then we're like, "Oh, we picked them to miss the playoffs." What were we thinking? <laughs> um so let's get straight to it, Sean. Uh Sean, which friend is the Northwest Division? Yes. I mean, six friends, six divisions. It's perfect. Uh the Northwest Division is Phoebe Buffet. Uh, the Northwest likes weed, so does Phoebe. Um, there's a bunch of dudes in this division that are into shitty music. Uh, Jimmy Butler's a big country fan. Damian Lillard likes his own music. Uh, very Phoebe Buffet-esque. Uh, Oklahoma City, much like Phoebe Buffet, used to be homeless. Um, Lisa Kudrow herself was imported from Mad About You, which is much like the 2012 Bulls of must-see TV sitcoms. I mean, like a little past the prime, but adjacent to some really good ones. Uh, a lot of talent, a little bit overrated, maybe only popular due to the time slot and the history. Uh, Phoebe Buffet also bullied Rachel out of her apartment, which is a very common thing in this division, just chasing people out of town. And uh, they also have the league's most naive Buffet-esque player in Ricky Rubio. Um, also, fun fact about the Northwest, Smelly Cat was actually written about a newborn Carl Anthony Towns because he, he took giant shits. That was a gross fun fact. Um, I would also say that the second most Phoebe Buffet-esque character is Nikola Jokic, I think. Oh, you, you feel like he's he's like an innocent in the same way? Yeah, he's an innocent, but also like a weirdo. He plays weird. He likes to share. You know what I mean? He's got the, he's got those bullying instincts. I think that Phoebe sometimes busts out with. You think? And you know what he's? Bullies? I'm just I'm think he's developing it. You I mean, saw him against the Lakers. I mean, you know, he's just really good. Look, when he gets pushed, much like Phoebe Buffet, although she actually used to like rob people. So that's mm -hmm. that's a little more of a uh, uh, I'm trying to think what's the equivalent on his team. More of like a Street I don't know, Paul. Street Paul Paul. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Street Paul Paul. A bruiser. He's from the. Yeah, that's right. Phoebe Buffet and and Millsap are both from the streets. <laughs> um, well, let's get straight to it. Our first team. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year they went forty-eight and thirty-four, good for fourth in the West. They lost to Utah in the playoffs, four to two. They were seventh in offense, ninth in defense. Their division odds are two to one, and their over/under is fifty and a half games. They said goodbye to Hoodie Mello, Hoodie uh. Corey Brewer, Hoodie Nick Collison, Hoodie Kyle Singler, Hoodie Josh Hustis and Hoodie Dakari Johnson. Uh, wow. They're bringing in hair dye enthusiast Dennis Schroeder, hot dog lover Nerlens Noel, uh, <laughs> Timothy Lawawu Cabarro, who, while his name is TLC, he's definitely a scrub. Yeah. Uh, Abdil Nader, who's Egyptian, and Hamadou Diallo, who is not Czech Diallo. No, that's important because I have... I have uh, made that mistake, um, which I guess is mildly racist. I don't know. There's not a lot of Diallos in the league. No. There's two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's that there's that guy who um, got shot by the New York 
City Cops in the 90s, I think, who was also named right. Diallo. The one, uh... This guy is alive. All right. Uh, my first question, Sean. Mm-hmm. What will happen in this year's Paul George Gatorade commercial that plays a month and a half longer than PG in the playoffs? Uh, this is a great question. Uh, what is going to happen in the Paul George Gatorade commercial? Uh, you know, so he's had himself making a final shot. Mm-hmm. And then last year was like almost not basketball related at all. I think this one's just going to be like him, Terrence Ferguson, and maybe Dennis Schroeder just driving a car to like a sports bar. Oh, you think Schroeder's they... making the, the commercial? I think he's in the back seat. Like, it's just going to try to help him out. It's like it's like when they put Trevor Ariza in that State Farm commercial. <laughs> T-Ferg has the number two spot locked down. I think they're, like, driving in a car, and then they just go and watch, like, a football game. Like, we just, we just move it away from basketball completely so it doesn't remind you as much of failure. Yeah. I could see that being the the way to do the way they try and get away from how embarrassing it's been the last two years, but I think they're gonna double down even more. I think it's gonna open with like them saying like Game Seven in the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George has the ball. You know, they should make it the finals, but make it like against the Knicks. Just like the most unrealistic thing. And it's like him going up against Kristaps Przingis. Tim Hardaway Jr. like tosses him a Gatorade from the bench. <laughs> um, all right, my next question. There was a there was a Republican fundraiser at Paul George's house featuring jazz music. Mm-hmm. What other political slash musical events will the other Thunder get into this year? Um, I think Stephen Adams could have like a didgeridoo thing for net neutrality. That was that was the most obvious one to me. Uh, maybe like Andre Roberson with like a spoken word poetry event for whales. I feel like he'd be want to protect whales. I think Nerlens Noel. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Patterson are going to throw a bluegrass event to get John Calipari out of jail. He's going to jail this year. Oh, and so there, this is how they get him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a benefit concert. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, bluegrass. I like that. Yeah, like Kentucky, Kentucky style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a weird team. It's a little bit of a weird team. Yeah, it is a little I bit only of a know, I only say that just because I just pulled up their roster to try and figure out that joke. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I'm looking at it as a piece, it is a weird team. Not a yeah. lot of big guys on this team, I gotta say. So you got you think Nerlens Noel's gonna play, baby? I think he is. I mean, Pat Patterson was terrible last year. Um... But their only other centers on the roster are Steven Adams and I guess if you count Pat Patterson and Jeremy Grant as centers. I mean, I think Jeremy Grant will probably play center a lot. I mean, he's definitely going to play center, but it's not like his natural position. He's only 6'9". Yeah, that is a little weird. Like, I guess they're really banking on... 
Adams because, I mean, isn't Pat Patterson way shorter than even that? Pat Patterson is also listed at 6'9", but he weighs 10 pounds more than Jeremy Grant, apparently. Jeremy Grant weighs 220? Yeah, Yeah, that's... That seems like a unusually small lineup that they have. Um, and so are they going to start Schroeder with Roberson out? Or are they going to start Abrinas? Do you know? I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't uh, They shouldn't start him. I'll tell you that. Uh, they, they definitely should not start him. Because the whole point of getting him, right, mm-hmm. is like... If you look at their on the Russell Westbrook on off numbers the last three years, it's just been like super terrible. Anytime he's left, had to rest. Right, right. Because no one else knows how to get rebounds. <laughs> like all they're all they're doing is blocking everybody out, and then the ball, then the ball goes off the rim and just bounces out of bounds. Bounce. Yeah, goes out of bounds or like just rolls to the other side of the court, and then like oh right. Someone should be touching this. Um, I I think you're correct. I just wonder if in practice, you know, like like when they had Victor Oladipo and what Russell Westbrook, they just plant them together all the time. But that makes more sense. But they didn't like stagger their minutes at right. all. It seemed like they were just trying to make the team as strong as possible when Russ is on the court, and then otherwise, you know. Yeah, but the difference is, is like Victor Oladipo. I weirdly think this team sometimes is blinded by what position people play, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, Victor Oladipo's a shooting guard. He's our best shooting guard. So he plays with our best point guard. Uh-huh. And at least Schroeder is also a point guard, you know? So it feels like they're, yeah, because it feels like they're they're stacked and not parallel. Right. Although they actually do play Raymond Fulton with Russell Westbrook at the end of games a lot. Well, so. I mean, to close a game, I get it. I just mean, you know, in the second quarter, maybe play Schroeder while giving uh, Russ a, you know, his 30-second break before he screams to get put back in the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he will be missing the opener, and I, I, I'm not really sure. Oh, that comes. That actually leads us into our next question. How many of these guys have to have complications with knee surgery before they're in trouble? I mean, I'm gonna say two. The two that they've just had are are both bothersome. I mean, Russell Westbrook just had arthroscopic surgery, but weirdly, he had it in September. Yeah, that was um, weird. He must. They must have just not noticed anything until then, or um, he had to go to Fashion Week or something in Milan. Didn't want to delay his trip. <laughs> the funniest thing about Dennis Schroeder starting tonight is Dennis Schroeder is like dumb and arrogant enough to think he can take the starting job from Russell Westbrook. I mean, that would be so great. If, <laughs> can you imagine that if Billy Don like like what if Schroeder just starts going off and Billy Donovan's like, I guess. I guess it's a competition <laughs> for the starting point guard role. Look, one guy has five years and $240 million left on his contract. The other one was was a throw-in that we, we took under duress to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. But, you know, you get out on the court, you know, the, the, dollar, the, the contracts don't play the games, you know, Joey. I don't think, I'm going to say, I don't think Schroeder and Russ are going to get along. <laughs> I I mean, it seems like it's always weird with Westbrook because his most notable person 
you know, Kevin Durant left because he didn't like playing with him, but it didn't seem like they necessarily didn't get along personally. No, I think people like, I think Russ is personally nice to other players. Yeah, he's but competitive. I but he seems like a sweetie, Dennis actually. Schroeder is uh, an annoying <laughs> asshole. It's very, it's very possible. Um, have you ever, have you ever met like some Germans who are vacationing in America? Yes. Yeah, they're they're not great. No, they're not. <laughs> Look, we apologize to the nation of Germany. Probably people inside Germany are lovely people, and I have met some nice Germans, but who? The backpacking kind are problematic. <laughs> and uh, Dennis Schroeder's hair leads me to believe that he is on that side of the spectrum. Um, all right, my next question. Uh, who will West- Russell Westbrook troll with his- a pregame outfit this year? This is interesting. Um, so I kind of think it'll be Rudy Gobert because that was their playoff opponent. And um, so I, th- I think he'll go like... Maybe he'll dress as a mime. That would be my preferred thing if he just gets the striped shirt. Um, but even if he was just wearing like a beret and like a like a very silly poofy French outfit, and maybe he even has a sign that says "I surrender" in French. Maybe, maybe. I think you've got the right team, the wrong person. Uh huh. If you remember right. Uh, he was getting like super owned by Russ, uh, by uh, our man Ricky Rubio in that oh. playoff series, and was like super mad when Rubio got like guarding oh. Rubio really hard in that one game because Rubio got that, that triple double on oh, him. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, he got a triple double. That's the greatest insult you can <laughs> give Russell Westbrook. Uh, so I think it's gonna be Ricky Rubio, and I think he'll just straight up dress come to the game dressed as ricky rubio oh like oh. man bun wig fake like fake beard, beard. uh oh. friends the friends shirt remember ricky rubio wore the friends shirt last year uh-huh uh i think that's what's gonna happen i have i have one wild card choice that is also utah jazz related joe ingles no i think i think it's a series of outfits mocking mitt romney and so each game, he just wears a T-shirt with the logo of a different company that Mitt Romney and his predatory company Bank have bankrupted. So, so he's like, like a Toys R Us like shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he was involved with Payless Shoe Source or if that's someone else. Uh, but yeah, just all the companies he bankrupted. Uh, he's the- he's going to be a senator. Thank God. In the Marvel Comics, in the history of Marvel Comics book, which, which Sean and I both read because we're nerds, nerds, there's a point where two companies in the 90s are fighting over how who gets to bankrupt Marvel Comics, Bank yeah. Capital style. <laughs> and uh, the guy who survives is now a great friend of Donald Trump and is the shadow head of the Department of Veterans Affairs, which is doing a... Piss poor job. So, um, suck it, Ike Perlmutter. <laughs> All right. So Carmelo Anthony is out. Jeremy Grant is the starter now. Uh, how good is their defense going to be? I thought it was going to be really good, and now I'm looking at this depth chart. Adams is great. Paul George is great. Roberson is great. Grant's I don't know. a good defender. 
Is he a good defender? But it yeah, seems I like hate to be a real Brett Slamson about this, but yeah, he's like he can switch. I mean, he he seems fine. I just don't necessarily. I didn't have anything positive or negative to say about him, but he seems a little maybe undersized to play power forward. I guess he's big enough. He's really athletic, but uh, not like a lot of depth with this team and maybe they don't need it. Maybe these guys are just going to play a ton of minutes, but um, I don't remember Schroeder necessarily being a great defender. Um, Pat Patterson was hurt a lot last year, but he is. Pat Patterson was terrible last year. I think he was, wasn't he hurt most of the year? Yeah, I think he was. Yes. Well, he was hurt most of the year. Yeah. So I thought of him as a, a, as a pretty good player when they, when they got him, but, uh, I just don't know. He, um, I can't believe he played 82 games last year. He must not have been that hurt. No, but he signed that contract coming off of a surgery and was terrible. It's just um, weird he didn't miss any games. Yeah. I think uh, their defense is going to be the same. I Which mean, is like, yeah. Like top 10. I mean, it's hard to tell how long Roberson's going to be out for. Yeah, that's like, that's Roberson's really the key. the key, yeah. Because getting rid of Carmelo is a pretty, a pretty good one. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I guess he has no. He doesn't have a bad a- ankle. Never mind. Sorry, he broke his ankle in college. Um, yeah, they'll be the same. They'll be the same because if Roberson's not playing, um, Westbrook is just not very consistent with his defense. He definitely has the potential to do it, but he. He's, I would straight up say he's a bad defender, honestly, because he yeah. gambles so much on steals. Well, he also just sometimes just like leaves uh, leaves his man and. Well, yeah, it, and like, he, like, rests because, like, you know, where most of those guys would rest because on, like, a rebound, he's got to try really hard on rebounding. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, there were a couple Westbrook clips from last year that were, like, vintage Harden. Like, a guy runs to the basket and he just stays at the three-point yeah, line. he's a bad defender. Um, okay, our final question before we get to finishing this up. Uh. Oklahoma City famously has the best media food in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Is that why Nerlens Noel signed there? And which I... of these Thunder-only concession items is he most likely to sneakily eat during games? I'm going to say yes, that's exactly why he signed there first. Um, the MVP wing, which is inspired by the Ghanaian uh, street food Kalewali, a version of hot plantain crisps. The Oklahoma pecan mini pie. Mm-hmm. Open range Argentine beef kebabs, which include grass fed sirloin, char grilled vegetables, brew house butter, and poblano grits. Budweiser brew house shrimp ceviche. Sous vide capra lamb poutine. Or a hot dog from a steam tray. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going steam tray, but but man, Oklahoma City, great job on the food. Yeah, this is just a, a small selection of like. It's really incredible. Good job, Thunder. We make fun of you a lot, but uh, uh, oh, also I kind of think that Nerlens Noel would be intrigued by the sous vide thing. Eat the poutine, buy one, take it home, and never take it out of the box. <laughs> um. All right, be bold. Canelo, be bold. Uh, 
my be bold is that I think Roberson's going to miss a lot of time. I think he's going to miss more than 25 games. I don't know how bold that is. No, but I, I also think Westbrook's going to miss uh, 10 to 15 games. Uh, yeah, my be bold uh, prediction is this team is not winning this division and not even coming second in it. Ooh, okay, that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. Um, all right, Sean, does Paul George drink Gatorade before or after eating ass? During, baby. I see. I don't think Paul George eats ass. Oh, you just don't think he does at all. Well, that's that's square, fair, dude. That's fair. Paul yeah. George is a fucking square. Um, he when wa- he changed he, Paul his number, wants you to think that he eats ass, mm-hmm. but he does not. Yeah, I I can I can definitely see that. He's also, you know, Indianapolis, Fresno, Pomona. None of those seem like super anal cities, you know. Um. Yeah, I'd also say, I guess I the thing that I think kind of defines Paul George the most, now calling himself Playoff P is also a good example of this, mm-hmm. but him changing his number so he could be PG-13. Because Bill Simmons said he Suggested could. it, but it's also like not a cool nickname. Like no. PG-13 means an action movie you probably don't want to see. Right. Like it means we clean this up. So it's not as extreme as it could be. Yeah. It's not sick and twisted as it should be, <laughs> a la Venom. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Paul twisted. George is not sick or twisted. But yeah, but like willfully choosing PG-13 is just like... But you know that what? Scre- that screams, I want to be third team at all NBA. I also feel like it sort of fits him, though, and his game where it's like... Yeah, this is not as tight as it should be. <laughs> right, like, and and all the tools are there, and like in theory, he should be like, uh, he's kind of like Jared Leto's Joker, <laughs> <laughs> where in theory it's like, wow, this guy should be like oh, he's, super he's got... dope, and then you watch yeah. it and it's like, wow, this is really watered down. Well, much like Jared Leto's Joker, he also disappears for no reason for like twenty minutes at a time. <laughs> um, all right, the Utah Jazz. Oh wait, sorry, over under. Uh fifty and a half. Fifty point five. Man. God, this is a well placed over under. I'm gonna say under. I'm also saying under. This feels like forty six to forty seven to me. Yeah, and I think think the low like the eight seed will not be quite as good this year so they'll still be they're gonna have to sweat the playoffs i think yeah no i agree i mean i could just see this team this is a team that could have some losing streaks i think but also this team is super high variance to me where like i could see this team also like me me guessing wrong on injuries and stuff and then being like a 58 win team too. Oh yeah, because I'm my prediction is mainly that well I mean they they have they have a really good starting lineup and then the bench is not as good. Like like there's a couple pieces, but yeah, like somebody misses a lot of time, they become really shallow. That's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm that's an injury pick for me. The Utah Jazz Last year they went forty-eight and thirty-four, good for fifth in the West. They beat Oklahoma City four to two. They lost to Houston four to one. 
16th in offense, second in defense. Their division odds are 12 to 5. Their over-under is 48 and a half. Uh, coming in, they're, they're bringing in the incumbent Republican senator from Texas, Grayson Allen, and Georges Nang, who is one multiple Georges and one for one signing. Um, and they, they said goodbye to Jonas Yurebko. Um, we took some heat last year, Sean, for saying Rudy Gobert was not a top 15 NBA player. Mm-hmm. Our friend, Twitch streamer Corbin A. Smith, suggested he was top five. Uh, where do you think he ranks? Um, I think he is top 15, but he is like 15. I was going to say, I think he's like 15 or 16. Yeah, I was looking at, like, I don't, I think he's, I don't know, yeah, I think he's like 15. Now, I, feel... I want to make it clear, we didn't say he was not a top 15 player, we said he was not in the top 15 of players other players want to play with. That oh, was what we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I, I don't know. He's probably, it, it feels like he is to defense what Carl Anthony Towns is to offense, if that makes sense. And I, I think, think they're probably. I think he might be better than that. I mean. I don't know. It, it, okay. Is he better than Paul George? Mm, it's pretty close, I think. Right. Real, so he's in that group where he's not, like, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe ranking Embiid ahead of him is premature, but I do think Agreed. he's, like, he's right in that, like, Paul George, Damian Lillard range. He's a guy I have a hard time with because I find his personality to be extremely <laughs> obnoxious. Um, uh, I could, I could see that, yeah. He's just, he like wants, he wants to be loved so bad that I'm like, get out of here, you gross weirdo. Yeah. Um, I also feel like in almost every sport, uh, the statistical evaluation of defense is just not that great. Mm -hmm. And, but people that do do it are uh, like paradoxically extra confident in Mm -hmm. their ratings. So... You know, Utah, Utah had, I mean, all the, all the like, raw number things I think are fine. You know, I mean, you're, it's just points and efficiency and stuff. And they had the second best defense in the league. So that's very good. And that's, you know, a lot of credit for that. But in terms of assigning it to an individual defender as opposed to the scheme, all of that I think is much harder to get any kind of approximation on. So anyway, that's that that would be my reason for... I understand why someone's like, he is a game-changing player on defense, but I'm kind of like, I feel like a lot of that is just noise, and uh, yeah, 15, 15 is about right. That Corbin Smith is fucking nuts for saying he's a top-five NBA player. Yeah, that's that's some contrarian uh, stuff. But he also thinks that Yusuf Nurkic is a top-20 NBA center, so you know, <laughs> take that with a great assault. Um, all right, Grayson Allen. Uh, he's famous for tripping people at Duke and for hanging out with his doppelganger, Senator Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will be Grayson Allen's first NBA scandal? Um, I think he's gonna wet himself on or near the court. Like, like I don't know if he's gonna get scared. I don't know if he's gonna drink too much. I don't know if he's gonna fall down. But it's gonna be like accidental urination, and it's possible that it's intentional urination. 
But I think I think he's gonna pee on the court. Uh, I think he's gonna flagrant foul someone he shouldn't, and then run away. Oh, like I yeah. think someone is gonna get in. Uh, I think someone is going to get in his face, and it's gonna be like white flight. He is going to <laughs> run to the suburbs. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, just sprinting up the tunnel. Showing um, that athleticism. All right. Uh, my next question for you, Sean. Uh, is Donovan Mitchell a rookie? Uh, no, he's not a rookie anymore. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't actually know anything else about him. His <laughs> nickname's Spida. Uh, Jordan Pell's trying to steal his girlfriend. And then I guess he's not a rookie. I mean, does he have? Yeah. I wish someone had some gear that said "not a rookie" that mm-hmm. he could wear. Yeah, but you know, who would produce that? Who would buy it? You'd have to be you a total loser. You know what they loser. should do? The Jazz should get versions of those shirts made in one game. All of them show up, except they say "not a Ricky," and then Ricky oh. Rubio says "Ricky." Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would redeem the whole thing for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Let's talk about Donovan Mitchell, though, because he's, like, their actual star. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you expect to see, like, a sophomore slump out of him? Um, I mean, I think a little bit, just because I think there's going to be a certain sense where people will have just seen him more. And I think the NBA is good at, like, learning your moves and kind of countering them. Um, It'll be interesting because... When you look at the team, he's like, I'm not sure he's one of the best scorers in the NBA, but he's so clearly the best scorer on this team. He's going to get a lot of like volume opportunities for sure. So I could see him having um, a pretty high points per game, but with kind of low efficiency. That that would be my best prediction. Um, This team is funny because to me, he reminds me of young Wade mm-hmm. and this oh, is, yeah. and this is like if, uh, after that first Dwayne Wade year, the heat didn't trade for Shaq. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where it's oh. like, instead they didn't add a big star next to him and it's just like, all right, let's see what he can do. Now. Yeah, like this, this worked pretty well. So <laughs> why don't we just also, um, I mean, they have a couple of young guys, but, uh, it's it's almost striking how many guys on the team are 27 or 28 years old. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like, like half that? the roster. Well, I mean that's the prime though. <laughs> um, as long that, as you don't pass that's that. The part. end of the prime. That's the uh, end of according the prime. According but... to according to Nate and Danny, that's those are yeah. the down years of your prime. Yeah. Um, uh, your prime but, is but yeah, 24. it's it's like it's like a bunch of 27 and 28 year olds. And then Dante Axum and Donovan Mitchell. And then I guess Ekpe Udo's 31. Well, that was going to be my next question. Uh, oh, yeah. Is this the year Dante Axum finally develops? And also, uh-huh. has, has, Don, has Donovan Mitchell, I mean, sorry, not Donovan Mitchell, has Dante Axum uh, usurped Darius Miles as being the longest tenured prospect in NBA Oh, my history? God. Uh, he is, 
And I think I think he's like unique compared to Darius Miles, who basically I think had one really terrible knee injury that he just never got over. Yeah. Whereas Dante Exum keeps getting hurt in new, unique, novel yeah. ways. You know, he like tore his ACL. Didn't he separate his shoulder? Yeah. And um, then he got hurt in a like in an international game. It wasn't even he like broke his knee in an international game or whatever. Yeah, and so uh yeah, he hurt his hamstring. Um God He's yeah, been he in the league for his... four years and barely ever played. Yeah, he played tours ACL for the national team. That's mm-hmm. right. Um but you know what? I think he is gonna do it this year. It's like if you're if you're trying to give him a spot to shine in, this is pretty good. With a bunch of defenders, he's mostly gonna get to you know, shoot the ball, dominate the ball. He seems like he's a pretty bad outside shooter still, mm-hmm. but he's so fun to watch. And I wonder if they still think of him as a point guard, or is he like, I think like a like a wing. You know, idea would be with him and Donovan Mitchell. Both of them are not really point guards who can both handle the ball. It's like one of those kind of things, you know. Okay, because he's pretty big, right? Yeah, according to Real um, GM, he's six six one ninety. Yeah, that's pretty big. So, I believe I'm gonna I'm gonna say I do think he's gonna he's gonna go from prospect to useful NBA player. I I like that. Um, all right, my last question for you, Sean. Yeah. Do these guys have enough offense to be a realistic contender? Uh, I think the answer is no. I kind of agree with you. Because the combination of teams, it still seems like teams are able to play Rudy Gobert off the floor. Yes. And specifically the two teams they need to beat in the West have that ability. Yes. And I do think they can slow the game down and uh, get like pretty decent shots. But I just, you look at their offensive weapons and it's like, Joe Inglis is a great three-point shooter, and Ricky Rubio's very good at, at you know, marshalling like a top 10 offense maybe, but mm-hmm. it just seems like there's not a ton of shooting and scoring. Well, it also just seems like a weird thing where it's like their offense is still going to be, okay, Donovan Mitchell, break a guy down <laughs> off the dribble. Um, yeah, it just seems like you can't, and they brought back, three guys who I don't, I don't really have a problem with anything they did. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were like the third best team in the West and one of the five best teams in the league. But I, I just don't think it's enough scoring. Um, all right. Be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. All right. Um, yeah. My bold prediction. Third place in the Western conference. Ooh. Okay. Um, I think that's a that's a good bold prediction. Um, I think this team's gonna make a trade. Oh, interesting. Deadline. Um, I think they're gonna use that favors expiring contract and something else to get some offense help. Um, it makes sense because they have well, they have a lot of guys, you know, and they also. I can see there being teams who 
are going to be saving their free agent money. And I can see the Jazz thinking, let's not try to attract a free agent to Salt Lake City. Let's uh, uh, let's go. Although I think Derek Favors has a two-year deal. But yeah, they have they have plenty of guys that are tradable on this team. Yeah, like like, and I think they have some extra draft picks too. Yeah. Um. All right. Ass eating, probably illegal in Utah. However, mm-hmm. Utah has been bringing in a lot of free agents and Europeans recently. Uh, which recent addition has most shifted the ass eating culture in Salt Lake City? Ooh. So this is interesting because. I don't feel like Gobert necessarily moves the needle. Come on, dude. And this is the easiest. I think it's Boris Diaw. I think he was oh, the guy that like really okay. changed. You think it's Ricky? Yeah, dude. Ricky likes but to I share. Think, He's a big I think, giver, baby. I mean, I I agree with that. I just think Boris Diaw was there earlier. He's so and infectious. It was Ricky's joy is so infectious. I just, just I just permeates see... wherever he goes. I just see Boris DL because he was there earlier as like the pioneer who taught them like you can drink coffee with caffeine in it. This is espresso. <laughs> I brought a bottle of wine and they're like, what? And he's like, and here's a thing that we call the French lick. It's named after Larry Bird, the most sensual small forward of all time. And uh, but yeah, I do. Th- I do think Ricky Rubio is uh great for that kind of chemistry and he's got to be like do you think I'm, I'm not sure ricky rubio's the best lover in the nba but i bet he's the most generous lover in yeah 100 percent. and um, uh all right over like, under 48 and a half i'm going way over i feel like this is a low they won 48 games last year yeah i also how did they get worse at all they didn't uh, uh well they brought in grayson allen Oh well, the, see that's that is the X factor. That's the um, so whatever that exploding people. He's like the whammy of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> like he he could poison the locker room culture. I just feel like they they'll just send him to the the G League if he's he's been good annoying. in the preseason. Yeah, he's not going to be a good NBA player. I'm just saying he's 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 been good in the preseason, Sean. I mean, this is the right team to be on because they don't require any kind of foot speed. Yeah. And they like dirtbags who foul a lot. I but mean, he uh, could maybe, Joe Ingles could maybe teach him to be Joe Ingles. You know what I mean? Maybe, but I could also see him, like, just getting, like, murdered. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm also taking the over. This seems like an easy one. Yeah. Uh, the Denver Nuggets last year... 46 and 36, good for ninth in the West. Sixth in offense, 25th in defense. Their division odds are 9 to 2. Uh, and their over under is 47 and a half. They said goodbye to Wilson Chandler and his dirty mouth, Kenneth Vareed and his two moms, uh, Devin Harris. They sent him back to Dallas where he fucking belongs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Darrell Arthur, who was just wasting away. And I believe he's been waived by whatever team he ended up on. The Suns? Richard Je- yes, that was the Suns. And Richard Jefferson, who retired forever to be a podcaster. They brought in Danny Ainge's first victim, Isaiah Thomas. 
uh, <laughs> video game con man Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who is a rookie and Denver's only small forward on the roster. Uh, he ironically attended Kentucky and played 14 games. They re-signed Nikola Jokic, Will Barton, and Torrey Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question for you, Sean. Why does this team hate small forwards? You know, it's weird because they they clearly do. They haven't had a real small forward in quite some time. Like they they were settling for Wilson Chandler. I think it's because of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he poisoned the well. Yeah, because even Danilo Gallinari, like he was getting hurt all the time. He's probably better suited to being a power forward. I think that's I think that's what it is. They're just like never again. We're never going to have a small forward again. Um, I think they've realized uh, you don't fucking need a small forward, baby. You need you need uh, smalls and bigs. That's it, baby. New NBA. Run, 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 run. <laughs> uh, plus, Will Barton's their starting small forward. They promised it to him. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Will Why Barton. not have a 6'2 small forward? What's the problem with that? Look, I mean, he is ultimately, that's why, never mind, I'm not going to say it. Say it. That's why Damian Lillard poisoned Paul Allen, because he <laughs> traded Will Barton away. Jesus, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next question. This team has Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Gary Harris, all super young potential stars. Plus, they have Paul Millsap. However, <laughs> their owner is still a Cronky. Yes. Will they be if you able- guys aren't familiar with the Cronky family, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Just, just so people know, the Cronkies, um, it's it's Stan Cronky is essentially he's a very rich man, but it's only because he married a Walton heir, and his whole real estate business is building things next to Walmarts. And that's that's his reputation as a businessman, is uh, using the massive amount of inherited wealth he got through his marriage to make marginally successful real estate investments n- literally next to Walmarts. And they own, they bought Arsenal, the English soccer club uh, that has not been successful since their purchase. Uh the 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 LA Rams and the Colorado Avalanche as well as the Nuggets. So I think maybe is Josh is the son technically the owner of the Nuggets? I think so, yeah. I think that's right cuz it's like I think an NFL owner can't own other teams. So there's some fake ass thing going on there. Yeah, so those are the Cronkies. Uh so will they be able to overcome their owner? Hmm. Or well, I mean, does Denver yeah. need to build them a billion dollar stadium so they'll try like the Rams? Uh, I think that I think that is what's going to have to happen. There needs to be like a massive giveaway of public land Isn't or that infrastructure. Pretty new. Yes, of course it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Like the 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 Rams' new stadium is going to be an awful monstrosity. Like it's also uh. I just remember from there there was a point every time there's a new stadium, there's always 
bonus stuff like we're gonna put a mall around the stadium there's gonna be all these jobs and then like as the stadium gets closer to being built those extra things just like drop away mm-hmm. and that's that's what's gonna happen in Englewood with the Rams stadium it's uh it's it's not going to be an anchor tenant uh not like the Clippers arena which is going to be wildly successful in Englewood because where else are you going to be able to go to an arena in Los Angeles? Just a real lack of venues out here. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, they're paying, I think they were going to pay the luxury tax, but, but didn't they get like way under it? I don't think they're that committed. That's what I'm going to say. The ownership. I mean, they're paying Jokic, Barton, Millsap kind of a lot already. I mean, they are, but Millsap's contracts up after the year. Don't, they don't seem like a particularly motivated organization. Nikola Jokic is such a weird, interesting offensive player. He also needs like a mad scientist coach yeah. to go with him. You know what I mean? That's the bummer about this team to me. And I like this team a lot. Yeah, but it it's like they have all this potential and it just seems like they have infinite possibilities and then like they can't run an out-of-bounds play when right. they need a basket. So, um, yeah, you know, eventually they'll end up re-signing probably uh, Jameer Nelson at some point in the season. <laughs> and, <laughs> but no, I, I, I think the future of this team is bright. Um, all right, my next question. Uh, what? So Michael Porter Jr. has already invited strangers into his home to gamble on NBA 2K games. Uh, what other things is Michael Porter Jr. going to be gambling on during his rehab? Um, I could see him getting into like, did you ever see the movie Vegas Vacation? Yes. You know when they go to that low ride casino mm-hmm. and and they're just betting on like what card is next? Yeah. And like war, that's the kind of thing I think he's going to do. Like like Uno games, um, uh, darts. Maybe like like some kind of pog based game, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like low stakes, extremely. It's Denver, mm-hmm. right? I think he's gonna be betting on like just like kids on the street, gravity bong races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and eventually turns into like. A relay or something yeah. where they have that, you know, that like <laughs> cracker and whistle camp game. Mm-hmm. I could see him playing like bong rip and whistle or bong rip, cracker and bong rip. One of those. Um. All right. My next question for you mm-hmm. uh, is Isaiah Thomas ever going to play again? Yes, I think so, too. Uh-huh. My next question is Isaiah Thomas ever going to play well again? I think the answer is no to that one. I think I think it's over. My next question. So Monte Morris, the second round pick for the Nuggets last year, mm-hmm. who's been pretty good, but he's like a second round pick who was on a two way contract. <laughs> um, but they made him a real Nugget finally. Uh, is dating Amber Rose, mm-hmm. which Kanye is so West fucking X. sick. 
And I was high on Monte Morris already, and now I am real high on Monte Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you can be a, D- a G-leaguer and start dating Amber Rose, like, yeah. you are dope as shit, dude. Uh, is Amber Rose going to become the Diane Cannon of Denver? I think she is, and I'm also going to say this. Monte Morris, you need to stay away from Michael Porter Jr. Because <laughs> we know what can happen to the political beliefs of Amber Rose's partners if they get exposed to the wrong thing. Don't don't ask him about immigration. Don't ask him <laughs> about health care. Don't wear any hat that he gives you. Just stay away, Monte Morris. <laughs> uh, but I, I love the idea that Amber Rose is going to be sitting courtside and like Hubie Brown, someone's going to have to explain who she is to him. Oh, he's going to love it. Can be like what uh, you see here is a beautiful woman with a vape pen. I don't know why I sort of became Mark Jackson there, but you did a little bit. But now watch. Do, okay, yeah. <laughs> look at the inhale. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, people. I think Monty Morris is going to play a lot. By I, the way, I think he's. I think he's good. Uh, be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. I'm going to be bold and say that this is the year that Jokic makes the all-star team. That's, I like that a lot. Uh, that's I think he's, I think, I think he's going to do it. Um, I'm going to be bold and say this team is winning this division. Oh, uh, and they're going to have a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers. I said it as a joke before, but the more I've thought about it, the more I think Uh I'm correct. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm really high on this team. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games by just having a really good offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. then they are going to be in trouble in the playoffs because they cannot defend. Um, uh, I think oh, all, we haven't really talked about him at all, and we mainly make fun of him calling himself Streetball Paul. I think Paul Millsap's going to be great for this team. Yeah, Paul Millsap's really good. I uh, think he'll be like like he seems like exactly it seems like he and Jokic um finally getting a chance to like really play together is they're both such smart players that I think they'll figure it out how to like what spots to go to how to take turns and stuff I think he'll be like a really valuable player for them this year and I think Jamal Murray's gonna be real good this year I I love I love him so yeah yeah um all right does Mike Malone need ass no. I think he definitely does. Have you heard how his Brooklyn accent, baby, or Queens, his Queens accent? I think he's like too old school. I don't think he I don't think he does anything oral. Cause guys will be like, Whoa, what are you doing, Mike Malone? You can't be doing that to a lady. Uh, I just think <laughs> I just think he's got that like more like a like a gangster attitude. You know what I mean? Like like how the guys on the Sopranos. Yeah, but I think those guys, I think a lot of those guys claimed not to. There's a whole episode about mm-hmm. it, in fact, uh, about uh, not going down on people, but they secretly, but Carmel is like, y'all do once a year. Yeah. Okay, uh, so maybe yeah, once, once a year. A year I, I just, think he does. I just, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm still a no on him. See, I, I lean towards yes, just because. Uh, Mark Jackson hated him so much. 
Uh, well, that's a good point, but he just doesn't seem creative enough. He is not very creative. That is true. All right. Just imagine he'd be like defending too much. Um, over under 47 and a half. I'm going over with this team. I think like, this I'm, is also an over. I mean, maybe they didn't do it last year, but in general, for the last decade, the Nuggets over has been one of the best bets in basketball. I mean, they won 46 games last year. Yeah. Isn't getting 30 more games out of Paul Millsap worth two more games? I just don't know how they got any worse. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I guess you think Wilson Chandler and Fareed were good. I don't know. They have a couple guys. I mean, they are relying on some people to work their way back from injuries, but I just like all their best players are like 22 years old yeah. and they're all a year older. And yeah, like Millsap's going to play more than 30 games. Even if he gets hurt again, he's going to play more than 30 yeah. games. So, yeah. all right. This is the team. God damn it, Sean. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Timberwolves. Last oh, year they boy. went 47 and 35. Good for mm-hmm. eighth in the West. They lost to Houston 4 to 1. Fourth in offense. 27th in defense. Division odds 5 to 1. Over under 44 and a half. Uh, they said goodbye to Nemanja Bielitsa, Cole Aldridge, Emil Jefferson, Tom Thibodeau. Basketball in Minnesota? Um, and I they're forgot. Bringing in, that one's on the rundown. <laughs> they're bringing in Anthony Tolliver, Luol Dang, Josh Okogi, and Kada Bates-Jop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Butler, still there. Still there. My first question is, uh, who comes off worse in the Jimmy Butler situation? Cat, Tibbs, Wiggins, Glenn Taylor, or Jimmy Butler? I don't think this is the general feeling in the public, but I think Jimmy Butler comes off the worst, and I don't Me think it's too. really that close. And I don't understand why the public, why everyone I read is like, yeah, Butler's <laughs> bringing the fire. It's like, well, the problem is, if he was doing exactly what he was doing without the trade request, then I would be like, yeah, all right. Like, like that makes, that, I mean, I still don't like it, but, uh, I get the sense that you feel like you might need to yell at Andrew Wiggins to get him motivated. Like that, that I get, but like people are like, yeah, this is good. This is how you act at work. Yeah, yell at your boss. Like yell at yell at the like, GM in public. Yeah. Like sports, for some reason, sh- to me, sports <laughs> is still a workplace, and we shouldn't be forcing these people to deal with that bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, like, also, maybe here's I'm a, a, maybe I'm like a huge puss or whatever, but like I I I I would make another suggestion. Um, if you're going to be doing that, you need to be a better player than Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I'm just saying, like like it is different when Michael Jordan does this or someone who like you know has been first team All NBA, mm-hmm. who's like a just just Jimmy Butler's not good enough to be doing this. I mean, he, he is very competitive. That's true. But he also kind of tanked a playoff series. Um, he, uh, like, like seemingly got kind of jealous of Derek Rose. And, uh, I mean, his teams, Jimmy Butler's most memorable playoff moments are getting a lead and then letting a team off the hook, which is what happened with the Cavs and the Celtics two years ago. And so it's like, 
And you just need to be better if you're doing that. And again, honestly, one of the most memorable things that's happened to Jimmy Butler in the NBA is Rajon Rondo calling him out for being a shitty leader. Mm-hmm. And this seems like the same behavior. We're just applauding it now. Right? And also, also he demanded a trade, which also, was against his, his best his interest. teammate's girlfriend. Yes, all of these things are terrible. Also, isn't in shape. That was, that was a big thing that, that um, even though Jimmy Butler's people manufactured and leaked the story about his practice ranting, uh, he was not in shape. They had to mention that, how like out of breath he was during his dominant stretch. So... Uh, maybe like run more when you're staying away from the team and demanding a trade. I don't know. Like, like if you're going to be acting like that, you better be in like 48 minute game shape. And he seems like he is in like eight minute game shape right now. Um, I, I think we should now. Okay. So we both agree. Jimmy Butler's coming off the Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Now let's rank who's second worst. (sighs) God, you know, I feel like this is a more... I think Andrew Wiggins comes off terribly. Both because of his initial reaction to it, which was like his brother and him getting into an internet fight with Jimmy Butler and, and Steven, Steven Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. But then after the practice, like like dapping him up and being like, yeah, good job yelling at me, Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, it's... I I think Jimmy Butler was a pretty clear number one. This is not a clear number two, but I think it's Wiggins. I I see. I kind of think Wiggins is getting off scot free here, because the DAP thing to me is just like super Canadian polite behavior. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. You know what I mean? Um, and mm. I think since the initial reaction, Wiggins has been very quiet and is just sort of staying away from this. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think it's Tibbs number two and it's because Tibbs kept leaking how great Butler's practice was after that, you know, like multiple Tibbs people, both Van Gundy's went to the media and were like, I just talked to Tibbs and he said it was the best practice they've had all year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now he's like keeping Butler around, you know what I mean? Like the coach should be sending this person home. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I I mean I after that practice thing, I I think he's I actually think he's probably trying to get fired. Oh, for sure. Because because once I think when but I do think Taylor is more at fault, but um yeah, I mean I mean like this is not he's in a difficult position, but also yeah, like like you you shouldn't they shouldn't have let him go to practice like that. There's no well, scenario okay. where that was a good idea so at like, all. Let's say you do let him go to for, go to practice and he acts like uh-huh. this. You definitely don't let him come back the next day and call a team meeting. <laughs> a players only meeting that one of your players has to deny sadly. Uh, yeah, you do just send the guy and home. And then they get beat by 60 points. In a preseason game to the Bucks. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't matter. No, but 
it's all <laughs> compounded. These guys don't want to be here anymore. None of them want to be here anymore. You know what I no. mean? Like, that's still, like, we're so depressed to be here. This fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Because, I like, just, I I completely agree. Um, But I think, I think it primarily stems from Glenn Taylor saying, don't talk to the GM if you want to trade this guy. 100%. Just talk to me. Yeah. Look, anyway, but, but yeah. Overall, Glenn Taylor is the worst. But I just think what keeps happening here is, like, pushing, like, Glenn Taylor said that so long ago, like 18 things have happened and he's right, right, right. And just like Andrew Wiggins has been quiet. You know what I mean? Well, and he's like, he's old. I'm sure he's not like, like how much as an 85 year old man keeping tabs on this? Like, like was there a point when someone had to explain to him what a, an Instagram model was? Uh huh. <laughs> um, but I think at the bottom, definitely, Carl uh, Anthony Towns has not done anything wrong. No, people well, are faulting him for initially played this wrong by demanding they trade Butler before uh, signing the extension. But even that is acceptable to me. He, like, look, he he only had leverage before he signed that contract. Yeah. So if he cared about it, I think it's within his rights. And he had to, he's going to be there for six more years, man. He deserves it. Um, but also it's insane that people were ripping on him for not trying to shoot over Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler guarded him in the post once and was like, come on, let me see what you got. <laughs> like, <gasps> and it's not like he even like missed a shot. He just passed. Yeah. And the guy was probably open. Yeah. Because it was like <laughs> one of Jimmy Butler's old college teammates from Marquette that one of those guys he was playing with was serving like a PED. No, he was not serving a PED suspension. He was suspended from his Italian league team because of a THC test. Very cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Good friends. Um, also, I would say um, coming in above Carl Anthony Towns on the coming off worst thing, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, no, for sure. His hands are not clean in this one. Okay. I'm going to skip straight to the bottom here because I think this matters. Uh, so their early schedule, they play yeah. at Spurs, Cavs, at Mavericks on a back-to-back, Pacers, <laughs> at Raptors, Bucks, Lakers, Jazz, at Warriors, at Blazers, at Clippers, at Lakers. Mm-hmm. That's six tough road games, one road game on a back-to-back, and four losable home games. Yeah. Uh, will any of them survive that West Coast trip? I mean, that, that West Coast trip is timed horribly for them because they're going to lose at the Spurs, like, for sure. DeMar is going to be so pumped up. Um, and also, LaMarcus Aldridge is the kind of guy who is just going to murder Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's just, and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even so much of a knock on towns. Like I feel like Cliff Robinson would also murder Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns, but it's just like that combination of like craft and height and anyway. Um, but like I could see them going something like three and nine in this stretch. And I definitely think they could lose all four of those last games on the West coast. Yeah. And you know, if they're, if they're four and eight, I think Tibbs gets fired. 
like like how many of those games seem really winnable? Like maybe the game against the Cavs, but even that Cavs game, I'm like, without Jimmy Butler and the team kind of in chaos, well, like Butler's going to be playing though, right? Yeah, but he's he's out, he's like super out of shape. Still, I just I, mean, I, I still think I don't think they're going to lose to the Cavs, but maybe they could lose all of those games. Frankly. That's the thing. Like like there's not. It's not it's not just so much that I mean they are playing the Lakers twice and they're playing at the Warriors which is rough but like there's not an easy win in that whole group. I would feel so much better if they just had the Hawks or the King. like they made a they're making a long west coast trip and the team they're the teams they're not playing are the Kings are, and the Suns. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it just feels like it could go really wrong and it's one of those weird things where Obviously, the schedule is going to get easier later, but the way the team is set up right now, it just feels like they're going to have to survive that stretch. And I, it's it, it. Oh, they are playing at Sacramento at the end of that trip. I'm sorry, but that's that's their 13th game. I just don't think a lot of these guys will make it to the Sacramento game. So crazy. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, that's November 7th. That's could Glenn circle Taylor, that date. Could terrible owner Glenn Taylor mm-hmm. force the Jimmy Butler trade by not letting Tibbs sign Joachim Noah until Butler gets dealt. I think that's his best move, yes. <laughs> but also, isn't he just supposed to be the one making the trade anyway? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Like, why, why is Tibbs... I mean, Tibbs is, like, letting him go to practice and stuff, but, yeah, just change the locks. <laughs> Keep Jimmy Butler out of there. Alright, and then let's talk about Cat before we get to being... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are people forgetting... I don't even know if forgetting is the right word, but like... Disregarding, maybe? Yeah, disregarding how good Cat is, even though his defense is sort of bad, but not as bad as people talk about it like it is. Yeah, he rules. He's, um... Okay, he was not great in the playoffs last year, but he's also, you know... 20, he was 22 years old on a, on a team where, you know, Jimmy Butler was their best player last year, and he was he had a badly hurt knee before that. Um, I don't know. I mean, he shot, he shot 42% on threes last year, and he's, he's seven feet tall. And uh, mm-hmm. he gets, you know, even, even in the playoffs when he was bad, he was still rebounding really well. It was mm-hmm. just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just stats weren't that bad. Um, it's bad that, you know, he seemingly, he kind of got dominated by Clint Capella, but also some of that I think is maybe like scheme. Like his team was not good last year and they, it's, it's hard to judge somebody with their performance in a playoff series when they're so completely overmatched as a team. Mm-hmm. Like what was, what was Houston's defense trying to do? Like stop Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. So, but also he's he's awesome. That's all I'm saying. He he rules. He's really fun to watch. He's a great shooter. I mean, he shoots 85% from the line. Like he's yeah. he's like one of the best shooting big men ever. And also it seemed like his defense was improving last year. Based on I mean, you know, do you know what who Minnesota his closest have... similarity scores are according to basketball reference? Is it Dirk? No. It's 
Dan Issel, Bill Russell, Yao Ming, Shaquille O'Neal, Dave Cowens, Wes Unseal, Hakeem Olajuwon, Walt Bellamy. I mean, offensively, he's like at least a top 10 player, yeah. maybe top five. Um, yeah, I mean, some of that is just figuring out the best way to use him. But, but I mean, I feel like the the amount that his stock has kind of dropped recently is that seemingly artificial. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing changed about him. Win share wise. He's uh, been better than Rudy Gobert every season he's played. Yeah. He's, he, and he's he been better three win Gobert. shares better than Nikola Jokic better every season he's played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's like an amazing weapon. Yeah. He's 22. Yeah. Uh, now Andrew Wiggins, not so good. Yeah, I, I was even before last year, I was pretty much stayed a believer for a while. And now I have really gone the other direction where I just thought he's like such an amazing athlete that I thought it would translate. And maybe it's that he has trouble being the third option and playing without the ball in his hand, but just just not not a lot of great indicators for that guy. All right, uh be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. Um these guys are missing the playoffs. I, oh, but I don't I don't think Jimmy Butler's getting traded until uh well, I guess November. I don't I think okay. I don't think Jimmy Butler's getting traded until Tibbs is fired. Which Yeah, I just I just might think that will because Glenn Taylor's cheap. Yeah. I mean, he has two years left, so yeah. Uh, this is going to be untenable and depressing. I honestly think Wiggins might be might get traded before Butler. Not, wouldn't shock me. Not sure where he would... Oh, man. I was thinking it would be so great if he got traded to the Cavs. <laughs> uh, I think he's getting traded to the Kangs. Oh, wow. Yeah, perfect spot for him. All right. Actually, Buddy Heald would be great at Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to the Kings, baby. Andrew, Andrew Kingsins. All right. Um, and then finally, which teammate's girlfriend's ass will Jimmy Butler eat next? Um, <laughs> this is this is sad, but Jeff Teague's just purely because Jeff Teague denied that there was a players-only meeting, and uh, for Jimmy Butler, that means <laughs> it's time to start. Adulterizing. Uh, I think it'll be um, DJ Collins <laughs> when he's in Miami. All right. Oh, uh, right. There we go. Uh, all right. Over under. Oh, yeah. Forty-two. I'm still. It, it's dropped from forty-four and a half. I'm still going under. I think right. this season's a disaster. <laughs> I think you're correct. <laughs> it would be amazing if they won the lottery. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's it's just I feel like if the schedule was different, the course of the season would be different. But if these guys start three and nine, it is over. Yeah. Okay, the Portland Trailblazers last year forty nine and thirty three, which meant they were third in the West, fifteenth in offense, eighth in defense. Uh, their division odds are 15 to 2. Uh, mm-hmm. They said goodbye to Ed Davis, White Pat, 
Shabazz Napier, C.J. Wilcox, and Papa G. Georgios Papadianis. Uh, they brought in Nick Stauskas, Sauce Castillo. Why? Uh, they brought in Seth Curry, which ruins Portland's weird anti-Steph uh, Curry uh, hate. Yeah, not actually a rival of your team. Uh, they brought in Wade Baldwin the fourth, who's the worst in four four generations of Wade Baldwins. <laughs> uh, they brought in Anthony Simons, who went to quote unquote college at the IMG Academy. Uh, they brought in Gary Trent Jr., yet another NBA son to ruin Portland's resentment, and Gary Payton the second. Are you fucking kidding me with all these rich kids? Full of rich kids, man. Uh, my first question, how much do Blazers fans hate that they signed Steph's brother and now have more NBA players' kids than the Warriors? A lot, but I think they won't mention it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to mention it at all. It's going to be, uh, look, it's weird to, I want to make it very clear I am not making fun of the fact that Paul Allen died, Mm -hmm. but Paul Allen dying gives Blazers fans a real, uh, out this season. Where they just get to eulogize Paul Allen all year. Yeah. And I mean instead of I think I think that is a good yeah, well, it's interesting because people are eulogizing Paul Allen. I don't think I think people knew he was pretty sick, but didn't have any idea he was gonna die this quickly, basically. Yeah. Um it's it's weird to eulogize. I don't know. I mean it's it's good that he kept the team in portland were they maybe gonna move when he bought the team i don't know i don't know um but you know it's i feel like it should maybe be like a one or two day thing when you're mourning your owner who's not really a player and uh was kind of a dirtbag businessman (laughs) too uh it was only the only thing i thought was weird was I mean, I, I have. Who was it that said that Paul Allen played guitar like Jimi Hendrix last year? Uh, gone out on this Quincy boat, Jones. Quincy Jones. Yeah. So, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough, Quincy Jones. Fair enough, Harry Shearer. Um. Yeah, but it's the the thing that would it really will have consequences because uh, it seems it seems like they already know that Paul Allen's heirs are going to sell the team. And the Blazers and the Seahawks, and there's there's really something to be said for having an owner who cared about winning and was stable. Like you know, they were obviously trying to, you know, have have like the biggest luxury tax bill in NBA history in the early 2000s did not work out. But you'd really rather have your owner err on that side than right. like the Warriors' old owner who's main pursuit was trying to stiff contractors on repair jobs here's a question uh, is there yeah. like a a fixed gear bike billionaire or like a mustache wax yeah uh, that's what Eric, they really need uh who will promise to keep them in portland well i like, just wonder like it can phil knight buy the blazers i bet he can't yeah, like is is I that bet a conflict? It's a conflict, yeah. But it seems like there'd be the you know the danger in someone from Seattle buying the team is that they'd want to move it to Seattle. But I just don't think I don't think the NBA is letting them 
move. I don't think. I mean, they maybe, let the but move. but I don't. I also don't really think like why would you move? They have like a great fan base. I mean, they have a cool arena. Yeah, I mean that was they, well, also the arena asinine. sucked, but their yeah. fan base was um, really good. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't think they're like moving from Portland or anything, but it's it's just always a crapshoot when you get a new owner, you know. Yeah. But I think it, and it also just means that um, no one has any job security anymore. Can Carrie Brownstein buy the team? Is she rich enough? uh, If she and Armisen put together a bid, so it's got to be, okay, so it's, here's your ownership group. Brownstein, Armisen. Malcolmus. Malcolmus. I know he doesn't actually live there, but I wonder if Andy Samberg would like to invest, like, I know they. I know they live in um, a Warrior fan. Nevada City. <laughs> they live he in is LA. a big Warrior I've fan. Been to but, their house, but he and he and Dame Lillard are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know any acquaintance other acquaintance of the sorry. show. Ian Carmel mm-hmm. was just named yeah. head writer of James Corden. Yes. Head writers make a lot more money than we do. Is that enough yeah. money to buy the Portland Trailblazers? It should be. They should sell to Ian Carmel. That's the official position of the Round yeah. Rock Pod. The official Round Ball Rock. Yeah, that is the official position of the Round Round Rock Pod. Is they should sell the team to Ian Carmel, Zach Toscani, mm-hmm. Sean uh-huh. Jordan, Amy Miller, all the all fantasy everything people except for mm-hmm. Mike Malloy and David Borey, who. Yeah, hate who do not care about the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I I love this idea. Could Corden buy a stake in the team and just let Ian run it? Fair, he's, fair he's, question. Yeah. Look, he's James Corden. Ian has given you so much. He works hard. He's very funny. He delivers a lot of great segments. Why not buy a basketball team and make Ian the president of basketball operations? What's your problem? I love it. Yeah. I guess we should talk about the basketball team now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I guess. It seems like expectations for the Portland Trailblazers are skewed for Blazer fans. Like, I would, the yeah. rest of N- the, the NBA, NBA people are like, oh, yeah, Portland, they're like plucky and fun. But mm-hmm. Portland fans are like, they got rid of Ed Davis. I can't believe it. That's what made them a contender. <laughs> Yeah, like while I while I am not particularly enamored with their free agent moves and stuff this year, they did essentially just swap out the like seven through ten guys on the roster, yeah. I think. Um which made Portland fans uh like want to fire their GM. Well, and I mean that's it feels like that's very Portland. That you want, like, uh, you know, Damian Lillard. Everybody loves him, but he's kind of a kind of a mainstream hit. You want the you want the indie band. You want the you want the Pat Connaughton. You know what I mean? White Pat. Yeah. Um. Did the team the team got less white? I believe. Is that right? Mm, oh no, Stauskas. Stauskas in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the um, same level white. So I don't, I, the, I mean, it only just feels like you could have, 
you could have come up to the level that the Brooklyn Nets paid for Ed Davis. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's like all of those things were kind of defensible, I think. Um, but but yeah, okay. So they went forty nine to thirty three, and they were the three seed, but they were like two games better than the eight seed, right? right? So. I mean, I think they probably overachieved a little bit last year, but it's just um, – I think I think Portland fans should feel more content with this team. That's all. I like, mean, they're what, not there's going to no... be content this year. Not to no. ruin my be bold. Canelo, be bold! But uh, I... <laughs> I think they're missing the playoffs. <laughs> I just wonder – I wonder if they had – just been like the fifth seed instead of the three seed. I wonder if there would be like a totally different mindset about the team. Right. Um, also, they would have had a better chance playing Utah or um, Oklahoma City. Like I think they would have beaten Oklahoma City in a uh-huh. in a seven game series, but the Pelicans were the worst matchup for them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is like a perfectly stable, you know, 44 to 48 win team. Uh And, and there's no real immediate move that's going to change that barring Zach Collins becoming just really awesome. And so I just don't think it's the worst thing in the world to just keep going with this team. Like, like that's, that's good that the team wins 45 games and makes the playoffs. Like, like CJ McCollum, might be a little frustrating off the court, but he's pretty fun to watch. Like, Yeah, that's the other official position of the Round Ball Rock podcast, which is making the playoffs is tight. Even yeah, dude. if you don't have a chance to win the championship. Yeah, Keep making the playoffs, the dude. Last year. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know who was tight? The Hawks. The Hawks were dope. Like, yeah. all those Hawks teams were dope, and now it sucks to be a Hawks fan. Because mm-hmm. fucking math math lords have gotten <laughs> control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I think Portland like there's there's no quick fix. Like you're not. I don't, I don't know a way that they're gonna like transform the team this I mean, year. The you're quick better. Fix you're was better off... not signing Evan Turner and Myers Leonard and all those guys to those deals. Yeah, and on all of that happened two years ago so it's like you know you you can be unhappy that the gm did that stuff but like what's what's your way out of it now it's not i don't know you just kind of hope these these newer guys can do some things and then look like bringing in nick stauskas whatever that feels like it's pandering to the white community a little bit (laughs) but um other than that, but like Seth Curry's good. Seth Curry's fun to watch. Gary Trent Jr. could be cool. He can shoot. He's a really good shooter. Yeah. Like, it'd be fun to just have someone named Gary Payton on the team. <laughs> I think they cut him already. Though, oh, actually. they already did. Okay. Yeah, I uh, guess I guess I wrote this like three weeks ago when we still were like Jimmy Butler's going to get traded any day now. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, he he was waived yesterday. Yeah, as well as Onwaku, they waved him too. Oh, and Cameron. Well, who's gonna shoot underhanded free throws? I know. Um. All right. 
Damian Lillard is tight. We can both agree on that. His rapping is annoying. He's a little too much on Twitter sometimes. But we've been we've been on board with Lillard since college. Like we wanted the Warriors to draft him for sure. Yeah. Um but why is he so bad in the playoffs? His shooting percentage, his field goal percentage in the playoffs is similar to DeMar DeRozan, someone who we always make fun of for being bad in the playoffs. And Tabo Cephalosha. Yeah. Going into the, like, midway through the playoffs this year, he and Kyle Lowry had very similar career playoff stats, and then Lowry was pretty good in the first round last year, and that um, put him aside. Um, okay, so A, I think small guards tend to struggle in the playoffs, just as a general rule. Um Maybe it's you don't get as many foul calls. Maybe it's that it's just you play more minutes. It's more tiring and you don't have, you know, size to lean on. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's not he's he's certainly hits a lot of clutch shots. Uh Uh, Didn't he won a playoff series on a shooting over Chandler Parsons? Um, I think there's probably a certain sense that people can figure him out in a short series, though. I actually I think the problem is he's a guy who you need real screen setters for to get uh-huh. him open. And Nurkic in the playoffs just gets played off the floor. So then mm-hmm. he has like fucking Harkless and Aminu setting screens for him. And those guys are like tiny. Yeah. And... I do think Evan Turner is a little bit unfairly maligned because he makes so much money, mm-hmm. but he's not a good fit with Dame Lillard. Like no. he's he's a he should be on a team that needs a ball handler and like a second unit playmaker yeah. who doesn't necessarily need to shoot, and that doesn't seem like it's Portland. Yeah, I just I think the I think Lillard's shooting percentages in the playoffs are actually more of a symptom of the roster not being able to spread the floor and be able to wiggle him open correctly versus yeah. Damian Lillard's failure is actually what I'm saying. I mean, he's he has been guarded by, like, Clay Chris Thompson. Paul. Clay Thompson. Paul, yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah, they always put the best guy on Dame. So I guess a little bit of this is probably on CJ a little bit, but but really it's more just um, it's just it's hard to rely on two little guards. If they had a big man, you know what I mean. Like if it was a big and a small that could score, that would kind of match up a little better. Right, and again, it all comes back to Zach Collins. Is Zach Collins going to be good? Well, and also, um, I I hate to dwell on this, but like, Lamarcus Aldridge obviously wanted to leave and was not happy, but structurally is an excellent fit with Damian Lillard. Yes. All right, uh, CJ McCollum. Let's talk about him. Yeah. He seems like trade. It seems like trading him is the only way they can get better, right? I'm, yeah, I mean, it depends on who they get, but yeah, he Andrew seems like Wiggins. he would. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's like he he he's cost controlled and like relatively young. I mean, he he does seem like he'd be a great Timberwolf. Um, I don't I don't know how the Blazers would feel about the uh, rest of that equation, <laughs> but um, you know, it's a what is he making? How many years? It's on a four-year deal. He's he's got three years left. He makes a lot of money, but it still seems mostly worth it. I didn't realize he made twenty-six million dollars a year. Yeah. But uh you know, the thing is that Blazer fans I know all seem like they want to trade CJ. So I would kind of defer to them, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I like him. He's fun to watch. Um. But this yeah, maybe not. Like maybe the year one of them has to go. I think. Either well, right. I mean, CJ. they've. There's a certain, I, yeah, because they've, they've been on a bad, postseason run, and even though I would say they overachieved in the regular season, I can see. I can see. You know, this is the time to trade him if you're going to do it. I just don't know. It's a weird thing where I don't know where what other team wants him actually. Like he's a good player, but he's still an undersized two guard. And it just seems like, like ball handlers are pre- ball handlers and centers are pretty abundant in the NBA. It just seems like you'd want him for a team that also had a bit of a mismatched roster that it seems like Portland has. So I could see some kind of deal happening. I mean, it's weird. Like, like I, they might have to just wait till the summer to yeah. be honest, because and just find out where everybody else is going. The magic, maybe. I mean, that's such a bummer. Yeah. Cause they'd have to give up something good. Yeah. I just, it, there's just not a lot <laughs> on the magic that I'd want The pick a pick the magic's pick. <laughs> But you got to get to like eighteen million dollars in that trade too. Evan Fournier, um, Vucevic, who's a, he's on the last year of his deal, right? Uh, all those are just bummers, though. Vucevic, you know and I mean? Isaac, and a pick—it's not bad. It's not I terrible. Guess not. It feels like you'd almost just rather just run it back with CJ, though. <laughs> um, it's so fun having CJ on the team. Except he gets pwned. He's a, he's such a self. He gets self owned all the time. Yeah, but that doesn't really affect your experience of. I just mean it's fun. It's more fun to watch the Blazers this yes. way. And if there's not like, I just wouldn't trade him unless it was. I wouldn't be dumping him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, agreed. Um. Okay. Will the Blazers win another playoff game, Sean? Uh, they will never win another playoff game. <laughs> um. And uh, be bold. Canelo, be bold! Uh, you know, I'm going to say top five MVP finish for Damian Lillard. Like, I don't feel amazing about the team, but I feel like he could wow. maybe win a scoring title this year. Okay. I think this is going to be like his... I think he's going to really be just feeling himself this year. Uh, Bill Simmons claimed that Damian Lillard was getting traded to the Lakers midseason. Uh, and my be bold prediction is not bold at all. And it is Bill Simmons has been wrong about everything with sports for the last four years. 
So my bold <laughs> prediction is that is not going to happen. What would they even trade for him? Lonzo. Boy, a lot of uh, a lot of people maybe I think maybe misreading Lonzo Ball. I mean, look, he's still a good prospect and stuff, but uh, a guy who can't shoot from the outside or from the inside is a little bit troubling for me. Fair. Um. All right, Sean. Yeah. Does Myers Leonard eat ass? Oh. Uh. Yeah, but he hates it. <laughs> I mean, he does it. He does it, but well, just, just like really be- like terrible body language. Why he while he does it? I think no. <laughs> I think that's also a fair answer. <laughs> um, over under forty six and a half. Under. Under. Somebody's got to miss the playoffs. Not that much under, but I, I think, um, I think they max at about forty five wins. I think they're at forty three or forty four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to be more in the like seven eight seed mix this year, but I'm not. I'm not sure I can pick eight teams. I think that are going to be better. That's the only thing is because uh, I I think the Wolves are going to have a disaster year. I think the Lakers will move up into the playoffs. Um, but I, I'm not. Oh, oh, I guess the, I guess I think the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs. So I think they're missing the playoffs. Who's? Yeah, it's going to be very close. They could miss the playoffs, in which case I will rescind my bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think he'll be. I'll, let me amend that to uh, top three in the in the points per game standings. That's what I'm going to say for Dame. Sure. All right. That's been our uh, division preview. But as always here at Round Ball Rock with our division previews, we have uh, some analytical, some more analytical minds doing their division previews. Um, So let's get straight to that. Uh, Here is the podcast within a podcast. Slammed up with Brett Slamson and Randy Ledoux. This is Slammed Up with Brett Samson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Uh, hi, welcome back to the uh, Slammed Up Northwest Division preview. Uh, I am Brett Slamson, the host of the Slammed Up podcast. Uh, an analytical look at basketball that goes behind the numbers and behind the scenes and uh, behind the back, passing you some analytics on. And with me, as often, is my co-host, Randy Ledoux. Randy, how are you How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, uh, things are kind of weird around here as um always <laughs> you, you you sound a little sad oh i'm i'm okay i'm doing okay brad i swear i'm fine uh not okay, thinking but... about jeremy at all no uh you shouldn't uh he's uh you don't have parental rights he's out of your life he's out of sight 
He's out of mind. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to talk about the Northwest Division preview. Uh, I, I obviously, you've heard uh, we had our three-part podcast uh, last season about my uh, anger at the geographical inaccuracy of this division, uh, considering Minnesota, the Northwest. <laughs> what is this, 1820? <laughs> I mean, Lewis and Clark maybe named this division, but uh, a lot of these teams not in the Northwest. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City, I mean, come on. <laughs> Compass much, Adam Silver? Uh, but let's start. Let's start with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the, uh, the northeastern part of the Northwest division. Uh, Randy, what do you think of this team? Oh, I love what the Minnesota Timberwolves are doing. As a very weak-willed small man, I mm-hmm. love when someone screams at me and pushes me around and tells me what to do. Yeah, Even yeah. You if... remember that time I posted you up and I yelled at you for like thirty minutes straight? Yeah, I. It was amazing because you were screaming at me, and while posting me up, I mean, I only go up to about your calf, maybe yeah, your ankle. Yeah, but it's didn't hard it? To didn't tell it? Your your legs. Your didn't body it make you is a... so undefined. I can't it's, tell which muscle is which. It's weird. My my leg, once you get behind that leg, it, it's very difficult to see where a joint is, a muscle is. And, uh, you know, there's a point when my tibia just, just juts out like a thumb. You're a, you, I would say your body composition is similar to that of Slender Man. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's probably the best that's the best analog. Uh, my fiance wanted us to do a joint Slender Man and Slender Woman costume this year, but uh, I will be spending the holiday with my mistress. Actually, uh, just yelling at trick or treaters from inside a darkened house. I got, I got really into Slender Man once. Oh yeah, what what happened? Um, I'm not sure I'm legally allowed to say. Oh yes, right. Well, we both have a legal background. Several people disappeared. Oh my God! As tributes to Slenderman. Well, I mean, you you want to live with him in his his palace, obviously. Uh, he he is he is the the Lord of Light, and uh, you know you just want to be a slender child. I, I anyone can understand that. Uh, I also love Jimmy Butler's approach. Uh, he's a franchise player. I would max him out, even though he's thirty, just because I like his aggression, I like his his meanness, and I like his attitude towards carnal relations. Uh, he's a guy that uh, sees no limits in his basketball ability and sees no limits to the constraints of a monogamous relationship. Jimmy Butler, lock him up right now. Uh, so I'm gonna, we have some stat projections here, and uh, we, we ran the numbers. Our intern ran the numbers. Uh, with Jimmy Butler, the stat projection says that they're, they're bound for 54 wins. Without Jimmy Butler, the projection says uh, kill yourself. So a uh, bit of a suicidal season for this Minnesota Timberwolves I franchise. I tried to kill myself once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. We don't care about that. It no one does. It turns out. That after the experiment, I am unable to end my own life. Wow, that is that is a nightmare. That's a nightmare, Randy. All right. Uh, oh, we, we should talk to one of our sponsors. We're sponsored today by Mark Marin's Lock the Gate Gate Locks. Uh, this is a home security system from Mark Marin, comedian, uh, star of the Netflix series Glow. Also has a popular podcast that I uh, used as inspiration, not so much for this podcast, but for um, all the apologies I've had to make to people I've wronged in my life and continue to wrong. I'm still uh, waiting for one. 
well, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, Mark Marin's Lock the Gate gate locks are the most secure system that you can get. It requires fingerprint entry, and then once the gate starts beeping, you have 60 seconds to list all your guys before the alarm sounds. So uh, make sure you just have those on hand. Just list the guys who influenced you, the guys you hang out with. Your guys. Brett, you know what I mean? Your guys. Uh, my guys are uh, John Hollinger, uh, uh, Mike Love from the Beach Boys, uh, Benito Mussolini, uh, Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler, uh, Lenny Bruce, and uh, the Marquis de Sant. Those are my guys. Who are your guys, Randy? I'm not. I There are no guys because I'm no longer a guy. I'm a Randy. There's only one of me. So why <laughs> would I appreciate anyone else? That's true. So you just you would just shout Randy, and then the alarm would stop. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, so primarily, they make just locks for your garage, but you can use it for anything in your house, the exterior security gate, uh, or say the gate that's outside your research room slash uh, foster child bedroom. Uh, but you can get 10% off your first order of Mark Marin's Lock the Gate gate locks with promo code season two of glow contains partial nudity. Uh, you know, it's a, it's tasteful. We talk we about talk it all, about the, all the time. Uh, just so thank you, Mark Marin's Lock the Gate gate locks. Uh, moving on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're, they're funded by the fracking industry. One of the things that, uh, we invest in quite a bit at Brennerman. Uh, Randy, what do you think of what the Thunder have done this off season? Oh, I love it. Resigning Jeremy Grant is one of the great signings in NBA history. He's switchy. He's athletic. Mm. He's a mm. small ball five. He mm. has the same name as my son. Uh, well, your former son, but I can I can see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the ultimate switchiness is uh, getting a new father. I would say. Um, I like that they traded for. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, because it's good to have a German on the team. Uh, as you know, I'm a fan of the politics of that region. A lot of their border control stuff. Uh, you can hear that on my politics podcast. And uh, I did a four-part breakdown of the Schroeder acquisition for the Daily Stormer. And, uh, well, I'll just give you the spoiler. Octung, I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, also, I'm looking at our advanced statistical breakdown that we have today, and this says that uh, Rudy Gobert, effective offensive player in the restricted area, he shot 69%. So that's, that's incredible. Thanks to our research intern for those figures. What? Wait, the intern's in the room? What's that? Yeah, the intern is in the room with you? No, no, no. He just... Uh, the, he Can he hear me? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm coming. I promise. Jeremy. I don't, what are you talking about? Uh, anyway, 69. I don't know if that number is right, but 69% in the restricted area. Uh, love the Utah jazz. Uh, but although we I, I hate, thunder. I hate the, Oh, we're, Oh, we are talking about the thunder. Jeez. What, what am I doing? What's that? You keeping my son prisoner. Yeah, uh, let's move on. We've got another sponsor here. Uh, this is the University of Phoenix spinoff. It's the Junior College of the Phoenix Suns. It's an online, semi-accredited, baccalaureate 
University. Now, Junior College of Phoenix Suns, uh, they now have classes specially designed for high school students, perhaps someone who's getting homeschooled, perhaps was removed from a difficult life situation. Uh, recently, they did fire the chancellor unjustly because he'd just been accumulating classes without hiring professors. Uh, I like that strategy. When you should have as many bites at the diploma as possible. Uh, maybe this curriculum doesn't fit together, but uh, it's got the pieces of what could make a really great online university so if you want to take your first class you can audit a class for free with our promo code talking stick resort casino uh we talk about it on the podcast all the time time. yeah we lost we each lost tremendous amounts of money at the talking stick casino uh our our card counting system was flawed yeah you they they how did they do that was it like a butterfly net it was more like someone put a glass over me oh and then like a yeah, like a paper on your little feet. What happened is, is I had a secret way. I was trying to rig the roulette machine mm-hmm. by having another ball. And I was running around the roulette wheel, but they saw me. Oh, no. Yeah. Did that, and did they, did they beat you up? No, they were, <laughs> were worried that they'd murder me. But little mm-hmm. do they know. I can't be murdered. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, well, I'm, I, I guess it had a happy ending there. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, neither one of us is allowed within the city limits of Phoenix for that and multiple other reasons. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Utah Jazz, uh, my most hated form of music and my favorite basketball team. Randy, what do you think uh, of the Utah Jazz? Well, they basically brought back their entire team without adding or subtracting anyone. You know what I can lead off here? I love the Grayson Allen draft pick. He's got the right mentality. It's a, He's got a slammed-up mentality, is what I'd say. He went to Duke University, just a great place for moral leadership. Uh, great, great stuff. Uh, and I am uh, pretty high on uh, Dante Exum this year because I heard he went to an Andrew Bogut TED Talk over the summer. Uh, just a lot of great motivation from that. And uh, he's going to start thinking outside the box a little more, I think. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you you literally have had to think outside a box before because of uh, weren't, weren't they keeping you in a special pressurized box for a couple months after the incident? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I right. also like to go inside the box, my thinking box. I have a thinking box. What What is it made out of? Oh, it's it's a hauled out dice dice. You know, oh, wow. that you, well, you are smaller I than I realized. And put it over my head. Wow, do you, do you feel like it's lucky? Is that's it lucky? To... It's very lucky, but I don't really believe in luck. Mm-hmm. If I did, I mean, I would think I had bad luck. What with you capturing my son and being shrunk. Mm-hmm. Well, those are those are those are uh, you know that's that's. That is the kind of deviation that you get. You can't always predict everything in life, but uh, yeah, you would just want maybe maybe you'll back up. Maybe you'll uh, your luck will regress to the mean. I don't, as, but uh, I don't believe in luck. Oh, that's right. Well, I you I believe in regressing to the mean because I think you need to be mean to someone, or else they're going to regress. Uh, looking at our uh, advanced statistical background here, it looks like Joe Inglis hit four hundred and twenty threes last year. That. That can't be right. That would be an NBA record. I, I'm not sure what's going on with the advanced statistically. He, he did not hit 423s. This is incorrect. Uh, we're, we're so sorry for that. 
Uh, our next sponsor is, uh, oh, we're very excited about this one. It is, uh, dancing with the stars junior. Uh, now this is, this is actually an in-person sponsorship that I acquired. Uh, I met Frankie Muniz, uh, an actor you might know as his role as Scooch in one of my favorite films, Deuces Wild. Uh, he's hosting a show called dancing with the stars junior on ABC. Although, as you know, I don't believe that teenagers should be allowed to dance. Uh, I can injure their joints that are best used playing basketball. And also, as you know, my parents were murdered outside a matinee performance of stomp. Uh, anyway, uh, we met at an urgent care facility. Uh, I had a severely chafed penis and Frankie was dealing with multiple scorpion bites. Uh, we, we talked and we became fast friends. It sounds like a great television program. Uh, the show airs on Sunday nights on ABC and this year features honey boo boo, uh, child star honey boo boo, who really needs to work on her body composition, but I do like her politics. Uh, and our Frankie said that our listeners can get episode three of Dancing with the Stars Jr. in advance using his personal promo code. I could actually feel the burn of the bullets as they entered my chest and heart. Uh, we, we talk about that on the podcast all the time. We talk about it all the time. Uh, so, so check it out, Dancing with the Stars Jr. All right. Uh, we got to go to the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets playing at a mile high. Oh, actually, we were going to throw in one more bonus sponsorship because this is our midseason finale of the podcast. Uh, we were also sponsored by A Star is Bjorn, a Swedish language remake of the new Bradley Cooper movie featuring Stellan Sarsgaard in the Bradley Cooper role and in the Lady Gaga role. Bjorn Eatling, the bass player from Peter Bjorn and John. Uh, honestly, I saw a sneak preview. It was tremendous. Uh, almost all of the dialogue is done through whistling. Uh, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, a star is Bjorn. Check it out. Uh, Peter and John are not in the cast and actually were legally prohibited from attending the movie in a theater. I All heard right. you you worked on that deal. I did work on that deal. Uh, my legal background is in entertainment and maritime law, and also uh, I drafted some of the, as you know, the pro-torture memos for the George W. Bush administration. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Denver Nuggets. How do you feel about this team, Randy Ledoux? I love the signing of Tory Craig. He's very oh, Tory. switchy. He mm-hmm. was undrafted, so you don't uh, have to pay him anything. Yes. Oh and yeah, as keep we talking. We all know the mm-hmm. best part about rooting for sports is rooting for the fact that the owners don't have to pay the players. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so great. Oh, if they could have unpaid interns, that would be tremendous. And still deduct depreciation on that? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm a little, I'm a little tumescent. I'll, be, I'll, I'll admit it, Randy. Uh, I believe that this team can really reach their potential when they play Mason Plumley and Nikola Jokic together. Uh, really will help the racial spacing on the team, uh, which is really good because uh, I feel like all in the basketball court, you want spacing just as in society between the races. And uh, in our advanced statistical background, uh, we crunch the numbers. And when Mason Plumley and Jokic are playing together, their offensive rating was help me. I just want to feel the air on my skin, the sun on my face, and eat a full portion of a green apron meal myself. I, I'm very confused about this uh, this statistical breakdown. It sounds it's, like maybe your intern is trying to uh, I, maybe can I, uh, might have, sending daddy a message. I don't, I don't know if daddy, that's the case. Mm, little mm. daddy. 
Well, we better go to a sponsor. Uh, this is uh, we're sponsored by Mostly Safe Security, the home security system endorsed by Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, it's only active uh, slightly over half the time, so you got to decide what time you want it active, nighttime or daytime. I usually run it at night just because of uh, various activities that I need to keep out of the public eye. Uh, this also, uh, the, the mostly safe security system involves dogs imported from the former Yugoslavia, uh, descended from Slobodan Milosevic's old guard dogs, uh, which is just a, a great breeding line from a great dictator. And uh, if anyone triggers the alarm, they'll send an authentic Portland barista to clear their throat and make annoyed faces until the burglar is shamed into leaving. Um, it's available all summer long. It compares unfavorably to Drummond Base, which is Andre Drummond's security company, a little more expensive, but a little more effective. Also does not hold up well against Turner Burn, which is the flamethrower perimeter defense from Indiana Pacers center Miles Turner. Uh, also does not stack up well against Dwight Pickett Fences, the electrified security fence from Dwight Howard that plays a fart noise after electrocuting an intruder that's... Uh, it's fun and safe, uh, but it is better than look on the white side, which is not really a security system as much as it is a very tall sign that demands you throw a basketball to it. Uh, so you can get your first tr your first crack at Mostly Safe Security, your first month free. It's a security system I use in my own home. Promo code is mid-level salary exception for room teams. Uh, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. So, yeah, so thank you. So thank you, uh, Multisafe security system all right moving on to our final team the portland trailblazers the from the real northwest <laughs> the 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 authentic northwest the real northwest division would just have this one team uh randy what do you think of the blazers well they're clearly in south they clearly have salary cap issues after signing uh evan turner to that millstone of a deal but what i would recommend to the gm is that he not try and shrink Evan Turner's cap number to make mm -hmm. it to give themselves some cap space because like do, that is doing what, it in a lab in a lab yes uh -huh. do not use quantum physics and energon cells to try and shrink the cap number because that is what I did and now I'm a Randy oh my god that's that's chilling. So, so remember that a good recommendation for Neil O'Shea. Um, Don't our, lose your son, Neil O'Shea. It's important. Yeah. Well, family yeah, is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only take on the Blazers is that all Frucamino should not be allowed to travel with the team. Now, looking at the Neil next O'Shea, statistical break, I can never die. It's a prison. Do well, not shrink Evan Turner's cap number using energon cells and quantum physics. All right, good good note for the the energon cell people out there. One more thing about the Blazers, it's oh. The gate. oh, what is Oh no, the 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 security system's going off. Oh, that's the that's the Mark Marin lock the gates gates locks. I think there's been an escape. Uh, Rand Randy, I gotta check the I gotta check the intern's room. What the fuck? You don't love me. You have no respect for me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Lock the gate. Jeremy, where are you? Jeremy. Jeremy, your real father needs you. Come back here and you crush number. Bitch. What the fuck? You don't love me. I've got me. another free no acre deal. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my you? God, he's running for the fence. 
He's so he's so long. He's so athletic. He's so he's so switchy. Come back, Jeremy! Come back, Jeremy! I'm your real father! I'm your real father! Um Hey, Sean? Yeah. What the fuck just happened? I I'm very They didn't even really like analyze anything or wrap up, but it it seemed like like an escape happened, and Mark Maron was yelling. <laughs> I don't a lot of Mark Maron. <laughs> I guess it was the lock the gates gate lock system, and that's what happens when there's a break in, or I guess a breakout. But I hope those guys are okay. Did you know that Randy Ledoux was immortal? No, I did not. That's <laughs> very. I, I mean, I guess don't get mixed up with Energons, I guess. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever that is. I, I, will, I thought that was from Transformers. Yeah, like, right. Isn't that part of the... That's what the... The, the AllSpark? That's what isn't... the WitWikis know about, right? The maybe Energon they have... Crystals? Maybe they have access to the, the AllSpark. Possibly. I have no idea. Oh, I mean, I guess I guess you'd feel okay. I feel better about having Randy signed to that incredibly long-term podcast contract. <laughs> now that I know he can't die or be hurt, I guess he could be hurt emotionally still. Yeah, I think that's how Brett keeps him in check, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, okay, Sean, what would you like to plug? Um. Oh, I'll be at um, if you're in if you're in Los Angeles, I will be at uh, a taping of uh, a great comedy show called Romantic Comedy. It is at the Ripped Bodice in Culver City, which is a romance novel only bookstore. It's a super fun show run by Aaron Judge, um, not the Yankee slugger, the female comedian. Uh, and that's on Thursday night at eight in Culver City. Ripped Bodice. Okay. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at M. Night Shyamalan, where this week I tweeted, when I was a kid, I dreamed I was a real superhero. Then I twisted my ankle in a b-ball game and realized I wasn't. But I kept dreaming maybe someone else is. And then a link to the glass trailer. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Get this guy out of here. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Game start tonight, baby. Let's go. Rujay.co.uk. Rookie of the year. He's finally here. It's Donovan Mitchell. What can you do when he splits the defense right through the middle? middle. Just drop 40, he loves a three, like Joe Ingles. Ingles. So now I had to make my own Donovan Jingle. Jingle. I lay up to go bare, other teams just stop and stare. Utah's beast, that's how I feel. We look a real with Royce O'Neal. I do not like the Lakers, I just like D favors. Got the best D on paper, no Gordon, no Hood, but Mitchell the savior. We are all fighters, led by Coach Quinn Snyder. About to be playoff bound, championship, how does that sound? Sounds good! We got the steal of the draft, now put him with Rubio, maybe Jarebko, whatever works, even Houdini, Alec Burks. No 
number 45, always looking alive, it's Donovan Mitchell. Spotting moves fast, slow to react, defense sit still. Dagger tonight, dagger tomorrow, Donovan Mitchell. All-star break, slammed on contest, Donovan Mitchell. Few months in, looking legendary. All the hype, it is necessary. Let the ropes in December, January, probably February. Moving on, it's looking kinda scary. He's cooking up tri-culinary. Coming up, he is the next one. Where in the world is Dante Exum? D. Mitch, sipping on sauce. I can't recall the last time Jazz lost. If I ask you, maybe you know. Blocked by Gobert and Udo. Now the crowd gets louder. Might get body by Jay Crowder. Another Jazz win, that's what I told you. Watch out for Cephalosha I just wanna bet Yo, shout out to Meto I just sold my Hayward gear on eBay And let go, let go. Okay, let's go I just spent Prince and J-Row They play me, they're in trouble Demon strictly triple doubles The time is now, so hop on the train New Jazz look might be insane Gobert running fast, get out of his lane Eagles, Rubio, making it rain I do not care about teams in the West All I know is Utah is the best Seriously, I am telling the truth that's all I do when I step in the booth. Rookie of the year, he's finally here. It's Donovan Mitchell. What can you do when he splits the defense right through the middle? Just drop 40, he loves a three, like Joe Ingles. So now I had to make my own Donovan Jingle. Number 45, always looking alive, it's Donovan Mitchell. Spotting moves fast, slow to react, defense sit still. Dagger tonight, dagger tomorrow, Donovan Mitchell. All-star break, slam dunk contest, Donovan Mitchell. Hey, 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 Donovan Mitchell. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.